Professor Ray, thank you very much indeed for talking to Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today on new economic thinking. Uh, You were speaking under the uh, headline seminar of Towards a New Global Financial Architecture. What do we mean by that term? Well, uh, under one interpretation, uh, the current crisis can be seen as uh, uh, some uh, failure in the in the country which is at the centre of the international monetary system, that is to say the United States, um, the external position of the US has been deteriorating for quite a number of years with uh, large global imbalances build up, uh, building up over time. And uh, so one uh, maybe relevant question that we can ask is whether we should rethink the internationalisation of, uh, of the dollar and uh, whether we should rethink the whole organisation of the international monetary system uh, under the lights of the recent events. And, and do you think that we can go back to the times of the gold standard that someone did in relation to the dollar and think, well, why are we so dependent on the dollar? I don't think we can go back to the time of the gold standard. I think uh, uh, the collapse of Bretton Woods in, uh, in the 70s has shown that uh, it, it would just not be feasible. Um, but uh, what we can discuss again is whether having only one really international liquidity provider, that is to say the United States, is actually an optimal state of affairs, or maybe we should reconsider and, and find and think of a world in which we have uh, several international liquidity providers, that is to say several uh, world bankers. And how would that new system look in reality if we were to implement it? Well, first of all, we cannot imp- just um, implement it, as you say, because uh, the choice of uh, international currencies is not imposed by uh, politicians or by policymakers, but it is rather a market outcome. So all we could do is to try to favour, uh, by taking some policy actions, to, to try to favour a switch from one international liquidity provider to several of them. And there are several things we could concretely do for that, but the, the, the outcome would be ultimately determined by what uh, market participants do. And how would we get there if those several things that we could do? So how do we, would we get there? First of all, we would have to, uh, to find credible candidates um, which would be alternative to the, to the US dollar. Um, and let's be clear, I, I'm not necessarily advocating this. I'm just throwing it as a possibility for discussion. Um, so what would be these, uh, uh, these other international currencies that could, uh, in a way, help the United States to share the burden of, uh, of um, providing international liquidity uh, to the world economy? Um, we could think uh, first and foremost uh, of the euro because uh, the euro area is the second uh, economic mass in the whole world. It's the, it's the biggest, uh, largest economic area. Uh, we know there are problems with this uh, alternative uh, given the current uh, crisis in the euro area, in particular the Greek crisis. So it doesn't seem that the euro area is ripe yet um, in order to promote the euro as an international currency, it's not even clear at all that there would be a political will to do so. In fact, uh, most indications that we get are that uh, the European Central Bank uh, would not welcome an internationalization of the euro, or at least is completely is, is claiming to be neutral vis-à-vis uh, such an internationalization and is not ready to promote it. Let me just say why I think we should reconsider uh, the possibility of having several international liquidity providers. Why that could be desirable? Maybe. But again, this is, a, this is an open question, but just in debating. So Why the, is it desirable? <laughs> <then>? <laughs> yes. why, why is it desirable? 
So one interpretation of the current crisis is that it was favored by a very long buildup of these external imbalances, the global imbalances. And why could these massive current account deficits of the U.S. be financed for so long? Because a lot of market participants around the world are more than happy to, to, to hold dollar assets. There is a massive demand for liquidity, uh, and uh, the U.S. is the main provider of that liquidity. As a result, uh, it seems that... Um, the net external position of the U.S. has kept on deteriorating over time uh, for many years. Now, this is not a sustainable thing. You cannot uh, have a net external asset position which goes down and down and down without limit. So at some point, it will have to go up. How do we usually get the net external asset position to go up? It happens by a depreciation uh, of the currency. In, in that case, a depreciation of the dollar. Right. So that means we are maybe... Uh, starting to be in a little bit of an unstable or at least uncomfortable situation in which we have the World Banker who is issuing the, the, uh, the, the international liquidity uh, with, whose external wealth is turning increasingly negative. And that means ultimately that the value of the dollar will have to decrease. Now, we wouldn't want to, have, to be in a position where we have a very abrupt adjustment where a lot of people around the world are increasingly doubtful about the value of a dollar and uh, just uh, perform a run on the dollar. We wouldn't want, I guess, a collapse, um, an abrupt collapse of the system. So one way of, uh, of dealing with it, possibly, would be to introduce other international liquidity providers, um, such as, so maybe in the future, the euro area, we could think of China, whatever, in, 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 in uh, quite a number of years, and that way, we could impose probably more discipline on current account financing and avoid some of the excesses that I think are at the root of a, of a current economic crisis. So this is the rationale for which it is at least interesting to revisit this issue of the organization of the international monetary system and to think about the possibility of having other international liquidity providers. So we're thinking some years ahead of perhaps the euro and, and the Chinese currency, both sharing that responsibility, should we call it, uh, with the American dollar. Is this what we're talking about here, a, a new economic thinking, new financial architecture globally to, to help us become more stable and, and to never go through these crises which we have in the past. Exactly. I think the purpose of this conference is to discuss prospectively uh, new ideas or new methodologies that are usually dismissed maybe a little bit too quickly because they go against common wisdom. So just in this specific example, uh, the possibility of a multipolar world, so an international monetary system that is not centred around one single country, is usually very quickly dismissed by saying, you know, if we go to a multi-country um, uh, liquidity provider schemes, uh, this is likely to be unstable, and we need really a hegemon, uh, which is at the centre of the international monetary system, and anything else would just lead to uh, undesirable instability. This is an interesting view, uh, which may be correct, but I don't think it has been really investigated with all the, the rigor uh, that we could bring to bear on these issues. And given the, the type of instability we've been seeing recently, I think it's at least worth asking the question whether a, a world which would be more balanced with different countries playing, being the world bankers would actually not be more stable than what we have currently. And can we then allow, allow markets and alongside the markets, the policy makers globally, to lead us in that direction, if it is sensible? 
Well, so then there's a big gap, again, from uh, new economic thinking and putting new ideas on the table. Uh, there's a big gap between that and getting them, policymakers, to act upon them and, you know, uh, assessing whether uh, they are uh, the highest priority for policy action as opposed to uh, other things. So there is still, we are still far away. <laughs> we are still not, you know, finished with intellectual debate. So I think it's kind of relatively premature to think about concrete policy actions be, being taken. Uh, Professor Ray, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today on new economic thinking. I shall dwell on what you've said. Thank you very much.